Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, somewhat sunny today, maybe. Or it could be cloudy, depending on which uh, forecast you're looking at. And a high of 39. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 26 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Britney Spears tweeted that her privacy was invaded when police did a welfare check the other night, and she asked her fans to, quote, respect my privacy moving forward, please. You know, had uh, she been in a difficult spot and uh, this wellness check had saved her life, would she still have such an attitude? Uh, I don't know. Her Instagram isn't back up, but uh, she did tweet that. I love and adore all you fans, but uh, this, this went too far. This felt like I was being gaslit and bullied once again. Yeah, that's not what fans want to hear. And again, you're right. What if she was in trouble? What if there was something? Uh, what if uh, Kevin Federline came over and uh, didn't go in the cat box? You know, and somebody had yeah. to clean that up. You're absolutely right about that. I always picture him as a cat because of that feet. It's Federline. It sounds like feline. Like feline, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I always think of like a like a feeder line, like at uh, Costco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are actually pretty good lines. I like feeder lines. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they, they make the the store flow better, don't you think? In a way, I agree. Pam Anderson is sticking to her story that Tim Allen flashed her on the set of Home Improvement back in the day, even though Tim denies it. But now she says it was no big deal. Well, then why why are you making a big deal? <laughs> but you thought it was big enough deal to put in your book. Quote, this is a, Tim is a comedian. It's his job to cross the line. I'm sure he had no bad intentions. Times have changed, though. I doubt anyone would try that now. Uh, hashtag me too. It's a new world. You know, I read a uh, an interview with her. Yeah. Yeah, that whole uh, Pam and Tommy uh, thing on Netflix, that series. Yeah. You know that nobody ever approached her to either get her permission or to even talk about what they were going to do on that show? On Home Improvement? No, no, no. On that what? Netflix Pam and Tommy Lee uh, series. Oh, like they didn't consult them? Well, a lot of stories are like that. Yeah, but, so. I mean, you're talking about a pretty inflammatory story of a man and a woman on a boat, among other things. Yeah. No one bothered to say, hey, you mind what? if we fact check a little bit? No, why, would you, why are you going to do that? That's not entertainment. No, but it's a series that kind of damages her pristine reputation as a woman who's on the up and up just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time and by that I mean at the end of Tommy Lee well but I mean the story was kind of in her favor anyway because they show like all the struggles that she went through and all the uh, you know the I just hate to see her struggle now Steve with all this embarrassment I'm I'm sure you do there was a way that I could console her in some fashion we should probably address this as well uh, an old blooper started circulating earlier this week showing Tim Allen flashing his Home Improvement co-star Patricia Heaton. She was on... Patricia Heaton was on Home Improvement? I didn't think so. I thought she was on Everybody Loves Raymond. I thought she was. I don't remember her being on the show. Was she... It's I been so uh, long since I, I saw Home Improvement. <laughs> it's, she could have been. She could have been one of these characters that uh, now I'm not placing it. Because the wife wasn't Patricia Heaton. The wife, no. uh, I couldn't remember her name, but I know it wasn't her. 
Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, really. You can say, well, he's a comedian. I mean, he's, he's uh, used to crossing the line. That doesn't make it right for him to be flashing his unit for everybody. Yeah. In the clip, Tim is wearing a kilt, and he lifts it up, leaving Patricia looking shocked. But it was never a big deal because Patricia said Tim was wearing boxers at the time. So it's not really a, a comparable situation. Not even close. Why Why are we caring what Tim Allen did 30 years ago? Why, why yeah, do I, know, I, I don't know. I mean. I've never cared for what he did. I've never cared for his comedy at all or anything. But why? why is this such a big deal? I don't know. And why is Pamela Anderson trying to make it a big deal and then not make it a big deal? Again, you don't put to, it in your... To, to you, buy my memoir? You don't put it in the book unless yeah. it means something to you. Uh, when Everything Everywhere All at Once was coming out, producers tried to make a marketing deal with Oscar Mayer because of the hot dog fingers in the film, but Oscar Mayer never responded, and now they truly regret it. They do? Yeah. Because now the movie is such a hit that you could have had hot dog fingers, and uh, now yeah. you don't. Yeah, that, you miss out on great opportunities like that. Uh, the L is on us, said Oscar Mayer, sending you buns of love. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's clever. I don't know. I wouldn't want it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing hot dog fingers, like chicken fingers, but hot dogs, kind of like corn dogs, really, but with a different coating, yeah, yeah. different coating to it. Who doesn't love hot dogs? You like a hot dog? I like hot dogs. I like Nathan's hot dogs. Those are good hot dogs. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like, uh, like it has to be like a like a good beef hot dog. I kind of like the Hebrew national uh, hot dogs. They're nice very, and salty. Very comparable to yeah. the Nathan's. Yeah. Yes. But then once you go to the, like the, I don't know, the pork ones or something, the, like the crappy know. ones. No, I know. I know. Bar S was the brand name of the hot dog. I don't even know where that. That comes from some, like, rat-packing facility. <laughs> Mindy Kaling's uh, new adult Scooby-Doo spinoff, Velma, is officially the worst-rated animated show in IMDb history. Velma has earned a user rating of 1.3 out of 10, based on more than 52,000 votes. If you haven't checked it out yet, you can stream it on HBO Max, even I though it's the worst I'm, thing ever. I think I'm busy. Uh, new episodes come out on Thursdays, with the finale landing on February 9th. Well, somebody thought that was a good idea. Hey, let's turn this into an adult, all-inclusive, dark show. Again, I'm not sure I've got the time to spare. Yeah. Uh, if you went to hell right now, what kind of music would you expect to hear? Donnie and Marie? Buster Poindexter? Friday by Rebecca Black? Uh, Satan likes good stuff, actually. That's the good news here. A TikTok pastor named Gerald Johnson says he's been to hell and he's heard what's on Devil's Spotify playlist. And it's pretty much uh, all the stuff uh, that was inspired by drugs. Oh, good. Uh, when artists use uh, drugs. We, we can actually get into this at a different time. This is actually a very funny story all right. to tell. Uh, as far as Kim Kardashian, though, she spent $200,000 on a necklace worn by Princess Di. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had anything this royal was when Ray J dragged his uh, his King Snack Pack sack attack <laughs> over my nose in that sex tape you can purchase on U-Porn for $39.95. <laughs> and Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a, an Albanian dough ball dunk. I have to I look that up. I sprayed my jam berry all over her Lindsay Lowhangers. 
What are you trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, I released my blind butler inside the Sasquatch Bajina. <laughs> she was hairier than a long middle preschool teacher on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash for Rock 102. Hi-ya! It's a new year. Are you ready? Axon Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine today with a high of 39. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 45. It's 26 in uh, downtown Springfield. Um, I was starting something in Hollywood trash, but we were obviously deep, we ran out of time. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> oh, yeah the, the, the first thing to mention yeah. is that uh, obviously the story you read about uh, uh, Tim Allen, you know, Patricia Heaton was never in that show. Yeah, you know, it was uh, Patricia Richardson. And uh, I just blame the source that I got that from that was writing it as Patricia Heaton. I knew it was wrong when I was reading it, but I'm like, I don't remember. You couldn't remember the last name of Patricia Richardson. <clears throat> Well, I, but I I could see her face. Yeah, and no, it wasn't me too. Patricia Heaton. No, it was it was Patricia Richardson. That's who it was. I mean, from a distance, yeah. Okay, maybe they look a little bit alike, but not enough to say, oh yeah, no, that was Patricia Heaton. Well, maybe it was the it's like the Bill Paxton Bill Pullman thing. Everybody screws that up all the time, and they look nothing alike. And one of them's dead. Right. Yeah. So. And that's Paxton. Yes. Bill Pullman is still Bill alive. Bill Pullman is still very much alive. And still acting. Yes. Okay. All right. And still is not as good as an actor as Bill Paxton was. Really? I actually thought uh, Bill <clears throat> Pullman's a better actor than Paxton. Uh, Bill Paxton was more like, he was uh, he was the underdog. He was the one you wanted to see really, you know. I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, the story was, if you went to hell right now, what kind of music would you expect to hear? Would you would you expect to hear uh, this little ditty by Rebecca Black? Uh, this is the Friday song. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this girl made a lot of money off of this, and it was annoying as hell. And then. it was basically her parents paying for somebody to go make a music video for her. You know. I want to rip my ears right off of my head. What are you talking about? But I do. What an annoying child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This kid was so annoying. I would have, uh, if I were the parents, I would have done everything I could to yeah. silence her. In the, oops, sitting in the back seat. Oh, Lord. So this would be hell, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would for most of us. But, but hell is not like that. Apparently, Satan likes the good stuff. A TikTok pastor named Gerald Johnson <laughs> Gerald, <laughs> yeah. says he's been to hell and he's heard uh, what what's on the devil's Spotify playlist. And it, I wonder if he gets like the end of the year thing like we all. Oh, he gets the wrapped? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty much all the stuff that was inspired by drugs. When artists uh, use drugs such as the devil's lettuce, you know. Yeah, right. Marijuana. Yeah. Uh, to craft their lyrics, they're actually uh, getting, quote, illegal access into their spirit realm. Uh, once that portal is open, demons are able to reach through and give these artists lyrics that help them control the people on Earth. Wow. Hmm. So, okay. So what, you, what's on his list? When you get to the bad place, uh, you're hearing those songs, but not by the original artist. They're just being sung by demons. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's Rebecca Black's Friday, but it's sung by uh, by Satan himself, Justin Bieber. I see. Yes, of course. Because I'm I'm just guessing he'll be in hell one day too. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to his music will say yeah. I'm in hell. 
Uh, it's supposed supposedly it's not enjoyable. The pastor says uh, on earth music is to get over a breakup. Uh, don't worry, be happy. I bust the windows out your car or under my umbrella, whatever. Uh, in every in hell, every lyric to every song is to torment you as to the fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on earth. I don't know if that's true. Well, we listen to Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky 18 times a day here no, at Rock I, 102. I don't think we're going to hell. Well, no, I mean, we... we. <laughs> Don't blame us. We're just the, we're just the messenger. This is this is like that that argument I was talking to you yesterday about the two fat twins who uh, you know, well how, how how many sodas do you drink? Well, 12. 12 sodas, 12 diet cokes. Mama always said if we drank a diet coke it would negate the sugar. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. If you play Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky 18 times a day, it negates uh Highway to Hell. I don't I don't know if that's true. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Uh, you had a chance, yeah, you had a chance to worship in, him in church and at home and through music, but you didn't. You chose to worship Satan by repeating the lyrics that he inspired to come into the earth. Uh, what uh, what songs are we talking about? Are well, you know, directly he, written by well, Satan himself? That's the thing. He referenced uh, in that little speech that he had, don't worry, be happy. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan's Bust Your Windows and Rihanna's Umbrella. That doesn't sound like an awful, awful playlist. Uh, well, the, the Bobby McFerrin the, song the, is, a, is a little hard to take after a while. Yeah, see, I, I'm imagining hell with music is like whatever you hated the most is going to be on your playlist all the time. I think hell uh. is personalized to each and every individual. <laughs> Well, I mean, other. I know if, like, for you, uh, I went through hell and back, and it only took six and a half months, <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the music. No, no. But you were able to dig yourself out oh, of yeah. Satan's bowels, uh, and look at you now. Shared the same room with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your hell music? What would be the thing that oh. you could not? There's got to be a couple of them. At least a few of them. You know what it is? It, 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 like a whole genre. It, it, like, let's, it, and it would all be like new country. Like, new. It, like you ever go to like a, like the Texas Roadhouse? Yeah. And like uh, all the music they play is all that poppy country music? Yeah. That just sends me to hell. I, I don't know why you can't eat a good steak without country music ruining the entire experience. Uh, it ruins it. Yes, but at least it's uh, you know, you can you can immerse yourself into a story, Vax. That's what the author is trying to do. Yeah, well, that may to, that may be true, but it makes me want to pile down my beef faster. They want to bring you to that night of that domestic assault way back in 79. I find that country music played in a steakhouse, whether it's like, you know, Longhorn or uh you know, Roadhouse or you know, <laughs> anywhere that's a choking hazard waiting to happen. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Because you you don't want to uh, you want to enjoy your food, but you don't want it poisoned by the sound of Conway Twitty. Is that what you're, no, what you're saying? No, I would have no problem with old country music, old. 
cowboy right. uh, country western. All right, so uh, I'm talking about the new country music, the stuff that's passed off as country music. I, I, it's the yacht rock of country music. So who would be? I don't even know who the artists are. Now. Pick one. It could be like a Keith Urban or a, like a Travis Tritt or any of those uh, those. Those uh, those country music stars of today, uh, Clay Rusty Nuts. Sure, I know Clay right. Rusty Nuts. Yeah, uh, he's he sings good ones too. I just I just can't uh, I can't uh, I can't do it. I can't um, do it. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull this up because um, no nope. uh, no oh god don't play that song that was that CeeLo Green that. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I'm trying to find this. See, I actually like that song. Uh, I'm trying to find a song that we know. Oh yeah, here, here you go. This is Kids what, Bop. What, 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 this is the the what, Kids what, Bop version what, of Thrift what, Shop. What? What? Come on. What, yeah. What, Can you imagine what, sitting there, listen, what, sitting in hell what, and listening to this all day long? What, Kids Bop. What, Kids Bop would do it. What, yeah. What, what, now, this, this song is. How do they get past the R. Kelly sheets on this? What? Listen, listen. It's very clean. The really? whole thing is clean. Oh, uh, this is enough to. How far do I have to listen to this? Oh, oh come, come on! on. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. dropped the best part. I'm so pumped about some clothes from the thrift shop. Ice on the fringe, it's so so frosty. The people like, hey, the guy on the marquee. Rolling oh. super deep, heading to the. All right, uh, I the, I can't sit through all of this. Yes, you can. I won't. I Why can't. not? We got nothing else to do. <laughs> But hey, it was 99 cents. Oh, you missed it. Oh, you missed it. See, you turned it down at the wrong time. Let's see if we can go back in a right, couple okay. of seconds. All right. But hey, it was 99 cents. Uh, what, what did she say? I gotta get back. Smells like my baseball cleats. Come on, smells like R. Kelly sheets. sheets. <laughs> but it was just 99 cents. See? See, I would have no problem with a Macklemore. I could live with Macklemore. You could, you could uh, live an eternity with Macklemore. Not an eternity, but I could at least, yeah. you know, stomach that song for a little bit. But they, if you're going to tell me that R. Kelly sheets have been replaced by a sweaty baseball cleat, yeah. no thank you. You know what? Whoever whoever decided to, to, to get a bunch of kids together and sing popular songs clean is a millionaire because uh, you know how popular these songs are oh yeah because you can't play half these artists like in public like if you go to a, like a kid's school dance or something you can't play those original songs you got to play the kids bop version of them <laughs> imagine how lame I mean, that would be imagine the kids bop version of uh WAP by cardi b yeah i i wonder if they have one they don't you know i just don't? looked oh, i was oh. hoping for it yeah, I think there's some there's some limits the kids bop have that they won't <laughs> there's some lines they won't cross. I don't I don't think they've got the time to put to, to devote no. to cleaning that up. They did a whole nineties thing though. They got Live in La Vida Loca and Bye 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 and Jenny from the Block. Oh boy. Damn. These kids. Yeah. Rack uh, reeling it in, rack raking it in, racking it in. They're really what do they ra do? they're raking it in. Are they raking they it in? They are raking it in. Raking it in as much as a Longmeadow preschool teacher? I don't think so. 
621 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. I'm here with Victor from Aqua Pump. And Victor, my kids. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628 and Soundgarden with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, just found out the Kids Bop version of uh, WAP. By Is Cardi that, B. By yeah. Cardi B. It's Wings and Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's a stupid parody, but it's it's actually kind of a clever, a clever uh, one, clever one to come up with. Hey, uh, I'm going to be with the uh, the Rock 102 Road Crew tonight at MGM Springfield. Free Music Fridays are back at uh, at MGM. The Aria Ballroom tonight. The Screaming Eagle Band uh, will be there. The finest Southern rock in the North will be performing. Stop by the Rock 102 table. Register for your chance to win some great prizes tonight from seven to nine. The Aria Ballroom at MGM Springfield with me. And the road crew and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Would you like to laugh? I would. All right. I was just making a joke, son. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. Well, why don't you tell me your joke, son? I don't think you think it's funny, sir. On Rock 102. <laughs> How do you know? I got a hell of a sense of humor. Springfield's Classic Rock. That's another intro that we did. Oh, that's good. Yeah, see? Yeah, there yeah, you go. We're just rotating them up. Hey, uh, there's a penguin who's driving through the desert. A penguin in a desert. Yeah, he's completely out of his element. But anyway, he's driving along, and his car breaks down just out of nowhere, right? Okay. So he sees a service station way up in the distance. He quickly pulls over, gets out, speaks with the mechanic, and the mechanic says, "Uh, yeah, I'll fix your car, but uh, you got to wait like an hour or so. And the penguin goes, all right, yeah, that's got to do what you got to do. So to pass the time, the penguin walks next door to this little ice cream shop, has a big old vanilla sundae while he waits, right? Okay. And then an hour passes, and he walks back to the mechanic, who looks up and smiles. The mechanic goes, well, looks like he just blew a seal. And the penguin goes, no, 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 it's just ice cream. It's just ice cream. <laughs> you hit, you hit the rim shot too, too fast. <laughs> yeah, but do you see why, he, I why see that's why funny? Fun. I do see why that's Because funny. of the mechanics and the thing? It's just and, ice cream. Yeah, it's just ice cream. He didn't blow a seal. <laughs> no. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News. 633. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Glenbrook uh, Glen Middle School in Longmeadow is closed today following the discovery of a threat yesterday afternoon. According to a statement from Superintendent Martin O'Shea at around 2.45 p.m. Thursday, a student reported seeing a message on a restroom wall threatening future school violence. Longmeadow police are now investigating to determine who made the threat. Police and school personnel says they are taking this matter very seriously. In a follow-up statement sent just before 9 Thursday night, O'Shea wrote, To be clear, while we have no reason to believe a genuine threat exists, we do not yet have the confidence to confirm that the school violence threat made at Glenbrook is a criminal hoax. The superintendent added that student and staff safety and a sense of security are a primary of, uh, of, are of a primary importance. Longmeadow staff and families will receive an update with additional information this morning regarding the investigation. Hmm. What's going on in a Longmeadow? I mean, one day you got uh, yeah. like a overly hairy uh, para uh, yeah. being caught on OnlyFans, and now you got this? Yeah, we, uh, Chewbacca got uh, fired from her job. This is probably more uh, serious than the uh, 
than the OnlyFans teacher. Yeah, but I'm just uh, I'm pointing out the connection of the bathroom behavior going on in Longmeadow schools. <laughs> you got uh, you got the preschool teacher taking uh, pictures of her low hangers. Yeah, right. And then uh, you got uh, over in the other in the middle school. It's like they've graduated to violence over there. We went from sex to violence. Go from an elementary to a middle school, yeah. and that's what happens. That sleepy little town. There's some stuff going on in there. Yeah, and speaking of that incident, the superintendent of uh, Long Middle School sent an email to parents regarding the inappropriate online behavior from a former employee. She was already fired by the time they sent the email out telling everybody, we've taken care of this. Well, you know, the thing is, the uh, the post that was put on all those uh, stories that went out yesterday, Yeah, that post, that OnlyFans post, was from 2021. That was an old post. Oh, really? So I don't know what kind of uh, shenanigans she's doing on OnlyFans these days. Yeah. But, you know, you got to keep ramping up your game if you want to get uh, subscriptions. Uh, well, I, uh, allegedly. I haven't looked into it enough to well, know for uh, sure. Supposedly the account is shut down, so we're never going to be able to see what Her OnlyFans is shut down? Yeah, she was kicked. Remember I said that yesterday? She was kicked <clears> off <throat> OnlyFans for violating their policy because you're not supposed to be doing, like, you're not supposed to be taking pictures in public school. Isn't, in a, isn't that a kick in the face? When, you know, your activities are too salacious mm -hmm. for OnlyFans. Where OnlyFans draws the line and says, oh, no, we are not, not, not going to allow this. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not going to be putting up with this at Bushwood. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Longmeadow's having their problems right now. A uh, Westfield man has pleaded guilty to manslaughter in connection to the death of his infant daughter in 2018. According to the Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, Daniel Torres of Westfield pleaded guilty in Hamden Superior Court on Tuesday to a charge of manslaughter. He was sentenced to 16 to 17 years in state prison. Torres was alone with the infant child while the mother was at work in July of 2018. According to the police report, Torres initially told officers he didn't know that his daughter sustained her injuries. The father later told police he accidentally struck the victim while playing with her on the floor and slapped her in a bit of frustration. It wasn't until several hours later that Torres called 911 for help. The eight-month-old girl was left on life support for several days before she died on July 31st of 2018. The child's injuries, according to the Statement of Facts report, were consistent with abuse trauma. This included bruises on her head and three long red marks along this right side of the infant's forehead that are consistent with a handprint. You know, I, I I don't know the details of of this case uh, enough to say this uh, with a lot of confidence, mm -hmm. but it seems to me that 16 years in prison for something like this is pretty lenient. Yeah, it doesn't seem like um, the appropriate punishment. I mean, the, the the kind of abuse they're talking about. I mean, I grant granted. Uh, you know, it's, it's manslaughter, but, uh, as opposed to, you know, a murder charge, but you hear about stuff like this and you say, really, I don't know if 16 years is enough or something like this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's seemingly weak. Yeah. And I, but I also know that the state has guidelines they have to follow for sentencing. So, I mean, it, it again, I I, I preface my statement by saying I don't know enough about this case or about what the judge had to work with here. It right. just seems to me that in this situation, 16 years 
would not be enough. A uh, Greenfield man was arrested in West Springfield Thursday morning after police found stolen items, including a kitchen sink inside his vehicle. Boy, that's ironic. He, took he everything, stole everything but the kitchen, the kitchen sink. sink. Well, he did. No, he took and, the including kitchen sink. the kitchen sink. Uh, West Springfield police uh, were called to the area of City View Avenue in Gay Terrace. <laughs> Terrace. <laughs> Terrace was around uh, 5 a.m. for a report of a man breaking into a shed. <laughs> Officers that then arrived in the area learned uh, that the suspect had run away towards City View Avenue and taken several tools from the bed of the victim's truck. A second victim identified a speaker and amplifier found next to a suspected vehicle. The suspect, Michael John Blaine of Greenfield, was shortly found uh, hiding underneath the vehicle in the area and was arrested. When Blaine was arrested, he was wearing a backpack that belonged to the second victim. Police searched his vehicle and found seven chainsaws power tools, including this brand new kitchen sink on the Price is Right, right here in West Springfield. Um, do you have any idea how hard it is to <laughs> steal a kitchen sink? How complicated yeah. that is? I mean, you gotta, well, you gotta remove some of the I'm, countertop. I'm guessing this was probably something brand new in a box, because... I hope so. And you, you ever notice... I didn't know this until I actually had a kitchen sink put in last year. Like, how light they are. They're not very heavy at all. Well, those uh, those stainless steel ones? Yeah. They're, it's it's like... Uh, yeah, if you've if you got one of those old ceramic ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are heavy. But, like, the, the newer ones, they're just... It's like cheap metal. It's yeah, just, it's, to keep, it's to keep the cost down and right. installation easy. It's a whole lot easier to put in a light sink than it is a big, giant ceramic one. I know. I'm just talking about, like, your perception of things. Like, oh, I know. Like, oh, that looks like it would be heavy. And then you try to pick it up, and then it, it's like, you can lift it right over your head like a feather. I, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, if you're stealing electronics, you may not care if it's uh, new in the box or if it's the floor model, but what if it's a sex toy? Uh, I would not want the demo. A uh, man in Australia was caught on surveillance camera stealing from an adult store last weekend. The owner says he picked up a box, saw the $142 price tag, and then put it down. The uh, item was a very big phallic toy. Mm-hmm. Didn't say what it was. Uh, but then he grabbed a tester version that was sitting out, stuffed it into his pocket, and walked away. He managed to get out of the store without being caught. But now the police have the video and are looking to, uh, to find him. The owner says the guy must have... Thought the floor model was easier to steal than the one in the box, but he adds, quote, Hygienic-wise, stealing a test of sex toy wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> I'm just imagining what an Australian sex toy shop owner would sound like. Oi, mate. Oi, I sell cups in the front of the store so people don't get upset about the dirty content in the vat. <laughs> Who wants the wrong bone with the big three fingers on it? Oh, hey, mate. <sighs> Original Australian Benoit balls. They've got balls to fit them all. Yeah. You know what? You can play dirty kangaroo in the bedroom. <laughs> Who wants to get inside of my fig pouch? <laughs> oh. Ah... Uh.
Anywho, uh, I think we should end it there. Your uh, Pioneer <laughs> Valley forecast is going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 39 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 45. It's totally sitting right here, but the humidity is heating up in downtown, if you know what I'm saying. That's the news I'm not going to do. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 650. And Elton John with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, if you ever miss any part of the Bax and Nagel show, uh, you don't have to worry about it. You can always go back and listen to the daily podcast. It's available every weekday, uh, Monday through Friday, at on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. On uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest has been Cat Clyde. Got a brand new record out uh, called Down Rounder. It's out on the uh, the seventeenth of February. She's a tremendous Canadian singer. Really interesting stuff. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Victor Di Lorenzo, the former drummer for the Violent Femmes. Really oh. interesting interview. Uh, did it yesterday. He, the guy could not have been cooler. Uh, but that'll be on Monday. Right on rock102.com. Did you say to him, I hope you know that this will go down on your permanent record? You know, I wanted to, but I mean, we were into like an hour into the uh, conversation and never got around to it. Really? <laughs> we had more than enough to talk about. Well, that sounds like a very uh, successful conversation. Yeah, yeah. Including a, a, like a, a, a detailed explanation about how the band was discovered by the pretenders. Uh, you know how we were talking about uh, each town having its own, you know, time of turmoil. Yes. Well, you know, you got Longmeadow yesterday with the with the threats to the school, the the middle school, and then you had the teacher being ejected from the Wolf Swamp School for taking pictures of her hairy underarms and and, and boobs in in the bathroom at the school. <laughs> right. And then uh, and then over in Wilbraham, yeah, you had a story last week where they couldn't shut off the lights. Uh, in Wilbraham. And that made uh, national news, too. And Saturday Night Live, for that matter. Right. Well, a water pipe at the Wilbraham Middle School caused students and staff to evacuate yesterday. According to the Wilbraham Police Department, that also impacted traffic uh, around noontime on Stony Hill Road. The problem was resolved, and the school will operate on a normal schedule today. So they're back in school today. But look at all the problems. Like, yeah, you can't shut your lights off and your water's uh, spurting out of your streets. Mm -hmm. Longmeadow, uh... People gonna blow. It says they're gonna blow the school up, and then, then you know, there's a you got teachers on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, just blowing things up in its own way. Yeah, which town is next? You know, it always comes in twos, doesn't it? Threes, actually. Well, I know they say that, but when it comes to schools having problems, it's usually not one but two problems. Well, we're going to find one throughout the area. Who's next? It could be anybody. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be? Is it going to be you, East Longmeadow? Yeah. Uh, Is it? Is it going to be you? Gateway Regional. Yeah, what's it going to be? My my money's on that. Uh, what's that one? Uh, my money's on Hampshire Regional. <laughs> they seem like they're about. They, to. They, there's some kind of scandal that needs to come out of that bougie school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess it's going to be like uh, like Chickabee Comp. There seem to be you know no, no, like no. lying in wait. Like some, Listen, something's they, about to they, something's about to break. They are, they had a shooting back in November at a football game. Oh yeah, I so take they that had back. Bad things. I take that you back. Gotta, you got to find a school that hasn't had a lot of con- East Hampton High. Yeah, I mean we say. don't want anything violent. No, I mean, no, 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 nothing like that. Just controversy. 
That's it. One of Simple your staff cut. members, uh, maybe you did some, maybe you you, you dealt some uh, drugs on the outside of school property, and somebody caught you. Could you happen know? at any school in America, public, private, or uh, or uh, right or anything, yeah. really. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to keep the news cycle going throughout the area. Just want to be sure we got things to talk about next week. So do do something stupid. Please. In the name of entertainment, <laughs> do something stupid. It's what we live for. Right, right. It's just about 655 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This just in. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, being a head coach of the National Football League, or any sport for that matter, is nothing more than a glorified temporary position at best. One minute you're looking like a genius, the next minute you're an idiot who doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there, to the next minute when you've been hired by somebody who has chosen to ignore your stupidity and horrifying failures and are excited to have you. Just look what happened over the last 24 hours. Yesterday, it was reported that the Carolina Panthers have just hired former Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich, despite Reich getting canned by the Colts midseason back in November. Then you had the New York Jets announce yesterday that they've hired former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator after he was fired in Denver the day after Christmas after less than a full year on the job. And then you had what happened yesterday in Dallas. No, the Cowboys did not fire their head coach, Mike McCarthy. Instead, something worse happened. A ringing endorsement from owner Jerry Jones. Yesterday, Mike McCarthy announced that Jerry Jones has assured him that he wants him to stay as the head coach of the Cowboys for as long as the legendary Tom Landry. If there was ever a reason to update your resume and send it off to ZipRecruiter, this is it. You want to be in Dallas for as long as the late Tom Landry? Tom Landry spent 28 years in Dallas. Mike McCarthy is already 59 years old. That would put Mike McCarthy at 87 years old, and it would put Jerry Jones at 108. I should also point out this is the same guarantee that Jerry Jones gave to Jason Garrett just before he was, just before he was fired in 1999. I should also point out that Jerry Jones was also the guy who fired Tom Landry just after he bought the team. So if Jerry Jones is using your name and Tom Landry in the same sentence, that's the very moment you should be clearing out your desk. Because that, my friend, is not exactly a vote of confidence. It is the kiss of death. And it's coming from Jerry Jones with an open mouth and lots of tongue. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Let's talk snowblowers. What are you going for? An Aaron's or an Ego? Either way, go to Rocky's, get an Ego battery-powered snowblower or an Aaron's, the king of snow. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock, it's 707 and Pink Floyd. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 39 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 45. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. When you were a kid, uh, were you the kind of kid that uh, would go through the hot lunch program or would your parents send you with like a bag lunch? Uh, well, I didn't have a school lunch offered to me until I was in sixth grade. Really? You had to brown bag your lunch. Really? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. We uh let's see. I'm trying to think. Maybe maybe it was maybe 
it, it wasn't at my original public school when I was a kid. We didn't have like a we had a lunch room. Yeah, and then like. Every quarter, they'd have like a special meal, like McDonald's. You could pay three dollars and get a McDonald's Happy Meal or something for the day. No kidding. Yeah, it was like one of these uh, things that they did, and then you know, the, but it was like a finite menu from certain places. Back in my day, if we go may go back to uh, to yesteryear, yeah, uh, when I was a young lad going through the Attleboro public school system, yeah, hot lunch was served every single day. Okay. For, for I believe, yeah. and I could be wrong about this, thirty-five cents every day. Thirty-five cents. That's right. Look at you. I would pick. I would grab a quarter and a dime every day, put it in my pocket, and go to school. Now, yeah. back then, mine was sixty-five cents when I was in high school. So, man, you're talking a difference of what fifteen years difference? Yeah, it went up that much. Now, uh, I can't speak for how it is today, but back in the seventies. This is how it worked. Try to imagine this. Nobody brought their own lunch from home except weirdos. Really? Everybody got the hot lunch. Hot lunch was all the rage. Nobody liked the food, but there was something about the social camaraderie camaraderie of a hot lunch. Like we're all eating garbage and we're all eating it together. And if that means we're eating... A hot dog with pickled beets, and the juice from the pickled beets is running into the bun and making it all nasty and juicy and gross. Then so be it. We're all in the same social stratosphere. But the one loser kid with the brown bag or the uh, the Hot Wheels lunchbox, mm-hmm. you know, who's bringing like an apple and a bologna sandwich from home. What kind of kid is this? What is that all about? There really was like a, like a, I don't know, like a pecking order between the kids that had the hot lunch yeah, and the kids that did not. Now, the reality is the lunch that was brought from home yeah. was probably nine times more delicious than the hellacious slop that was served uh, to all the other public school kids. I don't know about that. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid, so it was basically peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day. Yeah, which now you can't even bring to school because just having a peanut butter jelly sandwich yeah. in the middle of a school is, an, is like kryptonite. So uh, until... I don't think... <clears throat> I don't think I really enjoyed the the school lunch until I got to high school when I actually had a job with my own money where I could purchase more things at the lunch line. Yeah, see, back in back in uh, in in the uh, in the seventies, you had uh, like one choice. You didn't have choices. You just had whatever they were giving you. So if it were like uh, like pizza burgers with tater tots, then that's what you got. Yeah, didn't matter whether. You thought it was gross. It didn't matter whether you had an allergy. That what was being that's what was being served. And that was it. Yeah. And you just dealt with it. Well, now there is a new push underway to keep meals served in Massachusetts public schools free and free permanently. Uh, Aaron uh, uh, McAleer, president of the CEO of Project Bread, says you can have the best teacher in the world, really great textbook, an awesome desk, a pencil that works. If they're hungry, they are not learning. I, I can't argue whether they're there. Uh, she said in the past, more than 100 state legislators have supported a, a school lunch bill that will provide free lunch and breakfast for every kid going through schools. I'm now, all for that. During the pandemic, the federal government made, the federal government made school lunches free for everybody, so nobody had to pay. And I don't even know what the price point is now. Yeah. For uh, for hot lunch, but last July, 
Charlie Baker extended the free lunch meals provision for another year uh, amid the COVID pandemic. Supporters will uh, move to, to say Massachusetts is only one of six states that still offers that benefit. There's currently about 400,000 kids in the state that have free meals. And the problem that you have is, yeah, it's a great idea. But because of inflation and supply chains and the cost of food now, uh, people are worried about, well, can you really afford to give kids food yeah. right now? Can, can and we, can you afford to give them actually good food can, at the price that it's at now? Can we afford to take care of our children? I don't think so. Sorry. That is, the, that, that is like a dumb argument. It's a it's a dumb argument, but you know, on the other hand, there is something practical about the price of stuff. There but is school, but sc- like in Springfield, for example, they go through Sodexo. Mm-hmm. Sodexo provides f- f- right. uh, food and, and school lunches for a lot of a lot of people around the area, but it, for public schools, they provide that menu every single day, breakfast and lunch. A lot of kids that don't eat any kind of breakfast before they go to school. When I was a kid. I wouldn't leave the house until my breakfast was done because a little fat kid. Right. Breakfast was my favorite meal of the day. Well, they serve, they, they now serve breakfast, you know. Yeah, right. Right. So, uh, but the world has changed. It's like, you know, you know, like my kids uh, never got hot lunch ever. I mean, like it was yeah. like an aberration when they did like a, almost, like maybe twice a year. They get the hot lunch. Yes, but you also had the uh, a lot of people. You had the convenience of having a two-parent household where one person could make those lunches and, and do all that. Oh stuff. no, no! I usually made them myself because well, I made okay. them better. Okay, but you still had. T- you know what I'm saying? There's a dynamic there mm-hmm. where you had that ability to be able to do that. You sure. had the time to be able to do that. A lot of people out there who were working two or three jobs that don't have the time to prepare a meal for a kid yeah. or whatever because you're trying to balance, you know, paying the bills and paying the electric bill at the end of the month or, or whatever it may be. Uh, and, yes, the cost of everything is is going up. But why would you – you know, you spend a lot of money in taxes, in school taxes. You do. Could it be a mismanagement of who's budgeting that money? <laughs> That that uh, you're not being able to take care of the kids, and then we have these tax refund days. Uh, remember, we just got all got a check for whatever over the amount that we paid a few years ago. Oh yeah. Okay. What? Why are you using that money to do that? Why are you not investing well, that no, in no back into education and things like that? No one's complaining when they get a check from the government. But yet, when we got the check back from the government, my thought was, why am I getting this check back? Right. Mine, why? mine was, too. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, okay, well, this money could have been used for something else. You I'm, know not ag- I'm not against this idea at, at, at all, because I know, like, it, you know, in certain, uh, you know, areas of the state, you know, the larger cities, the big population areas, there's a, there's a lot of kids below the poverty level, mm-hmm. that this is really the best meals and sometimes the only meals they get all day I, I, I get that i understand that but it's always been a need-based situation where you know kids were eligible for free lunch you know if they couldn't afford to provide lunch for their for their own kids and they would you know the kids would have to endure the sloppy uh you know pickled beets with the hot dog you know but you know that's the only meal they'd get and that's and that's fine this program would be a free meal for everybody yeah 
And I kind of, you know, I mean, let's put it this way. If you got a kid going to Longmeadow and, uh, you know, they're eating lunch at Wolf Swamp Road, uh, you know, in, in between while their teachers are posting stuff on uh, OnlyFans, uh, most of those kids could probably afford to pay for the school lunch. Mm, maybe. Do you provide free lunch for those kids that could normally afford it? Yeah, why not? They're going to school. You're yes. trying to better their their lives. I know. If they get a free meal, whatever cl- uh, you know, class system they come from shouldn't matter. The idea is to 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 make sure that they're learning while they're in these these facilities that we send them to every day. I agree. So, so you would think, well, why would the lunch program be that important? It is important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, but in a, in a situation where your kid or your family could afford to pay for lunch, so you have or a, bring or bring lunch around from home. This is what I'm talking about, though budget budgeting. The school's only going to get the amount of money that's allotted to say, okay, we figured out that you can feed X amount of people with this amount of money, and this is what you're getting, and that's your that's your school lunch budget. You figure out what to do with it. If you run out, that's not our problem. Then your kids can start paying for it if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I would hate to think that, uh, you know, in the Dighton Rehoboth school system where I went, that, uh, you know, the, the, the free jello every day mm-hmm. or the, uh, the, 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 the turkey dinner with the iridescent green gravy on top and the stuffing or, you know, whatever the hell was yeah, in that you know was what? like a sign of only the rich kids getting a chance to eat, eat that well. But school lunch has changed significantly over It has. Years. That's my whole point. It really right. has. Well, and if you're lucky enough to go to a school where you, you know, you go to a, I don't, what, is the lunch program any different over in the Longmeadow school system than it is in the Springfield school system? I don't believe so. I, I think, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly where Longmeadow's getting their food, but Sodexo provides food for all kinds of school systems all right. over the place. So maybe it's no different. Maybe there is no difference You know, from school to school. I just remember, like, going to my, uh, my dad's dresser every morning um, and grabbing a quarter and a dime and yeah. getting ready uh, to, 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 to buy my lunch. And I had an aunt that was, uh, she was a lunch lady, but she wasn't the one in the hairnet. She was the one of the cash register who would take like the 35 cents. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I was a dumb kid. I'd forget the 35 cents. She, <laughs> she'd cover you. Yeah. My aunt Dot would cover me on that one. And then until aunt Dot uh, lost her job because she was taking selfies of herself in the bathroom, then you have a new hey, lunch lady hey. is who's not letting you, you get... You ain't on any free ride here, pal. I am not going to sit here and have you uh, besmirch the fine reputation of my Aunt Dot, that wonderful woman. Was she a hairy boo, too? Stop it. <laughs> my Aunt Dot was a, lo- well, it was a lovely lady. And she, and I probably owed her, you know, I yeah. think at, at the time of her death, and she lived a, a ripe old age into her 90s, I probably still owed her hey. like $6 in unpaid hot lunches. Hey, hey, listen. Uh... I'm owed probably $30 for the dollar for the snack machine every morning for 18 years. <laughs> Sometimes you're just not going to get it back. I think I think my aunt realized I yeah. probably wasn't going to pay her back at 35 cent in, mm-hmm. you know, increments. Right. Yeah. Well, that was the nice thing that you had her there though. She saved you. She did. I don't know what but, I, I would I would have starved to death without her. But to get back to the point of 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 providing lunches I don't have a problem with it. And I think that people that these school systems need to budget their money a little bit better when they're when they're 
doling out cash for certain things. Well, the the problem with it is with it, it really. I don't have a problem with it on a, on a moral level. The, the The problem with it is you are operating at an immediate deficit right away. I mean, you're 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 well, operating in, in debt. Now? There, it, it's still it's like it's like a deficit. You know, you know, losing proposition. I mean, it's already like nineteen million dollars in the hole now, mm-hmm. providing school lunches, especially as the cost of food you know, rises. You know, everybody wants the schools to do this. The school, the schools themselves are saying, "Hey, listen, you know, we the money that that that, that we take in every year." On our annual budget is meant for things like you know, teacher salaries and and uh, and you know supplies and 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 everything else for educational. Well, you purposes. know, and that's another thing. There's, I mean, the teachers are asking the parents to volunteer to give up supplies because they don't have the budget or the money to buy them. Yeah, you know, the teacher at the at the beginning of every school year, the teacher, hey, uh, we're not requiring this, but we could use paper towels and hand sanitizer, you know, all these, like, basic need stuff that still isn't covered right. by these school budgets. So the reason I bring up, you know, communities where, you know, people could afford to pay for for school lunches and breakfasts, you know, you, you know, statewide, nationwide, you know, you're talking about providing a service that economically is difficult and a strain for individual schools when they have so many other things they need to provide for their for their students. What I'm saying is, why not do this in a way where you apply for the free lunch program out of need like they've always done, as opposed to just assume the cost of a program that gets more expensive every single year due to the cost of inflation? I, I don't know. Does that make would I mean wouldn't that make a little bit more sense than just, you know, unilaterally providing free meals for everybody? I'm pretty sure the kids in Concord and Lexington uh, in Lexington and and Newton could probably afford to pay for lunches or provide or or you know the kids can bring lunches from home. Probably a little easier than yeah, say but, 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 you know but, Springfield or, or or Chicopee or Brockton. Well, you, but you can save I'm talking about you can save that for the public schools. Or for the uh, the private schools, you want to go to a private school. You want to eat bougie food, then you go to a private school. It's not about bougie food. It's real. It's really about you know. Can you afford to sustain a free lunch program for everybody? Yeah. You know when the economy is 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 fluctuating. Listen, with we, with high costs, we find money to fund all kinds of different things that you didn't think would be able to be funded, but yet we lo and behold we find the money. Why can't they just find the money and uh, and just start funding a program? Well, it's not like, like this. money's just falling out of the sky, Steve. I mean, it's got to come from nothing is for free. No, but like who pay? Like when you have a study for the East West Rail Trail, how many damn studies have we done on that? Where does all that money come from? That money comes from taxpayer money. Will they be providing uh, free lunches on the trains? But I'm talking about fiscal responsibility. I have yet to see any politician around here worry about fiscal responsibility. They don't seem to do that. If you budget your money better, you would be able to pay for programs that would be helpful but in a situation like this in order to pay for the someone's got to pay for the for the school lunch program the 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 budget or the schools will have to pay for this in order to afford this for everybody Mm -hmm. 
in your school system throughout the state, it's got to come at the expense of something else. Well, how much does it cost? You're talking millions and millions of dollars. And how much money did we just get back in that refund that nobody really knew we were due? Yeah, but that's not how things, that's not how, you know, that's not how budgets work. You're looking at a budget over the course of a year, five years, whatever the the contracts may may wind up being. So, you know, at some point, the money is going to come due. And can you really afford to do this? No, but like we have rainy day funds for the state. Like, where does that money go? Where is that? And, you know, there's been plenty of rainy days and nobody's been using it. I don't, it's fiscal responsibility. It's That's what it comes down to. 724 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, 627 with uh, Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Just did he uh, just ran a, a commercial for Bergie Brews in, uh, yeah. in uh, was it Williamstown or whatever it is? Yeah. Uh, Williamsburg. You know what they've got on the menu over there? What? How many times has a guy called during uh, Open Line Friday and talked about the black pepper cheese? Oh, they have black pepper cheese? No, they got the Cooper Black Pepper Sharp Grilled Cheese Sandwich. Ooh. A black pepper cheese grilled cheese sandwich. That sounds like a pretty uh, good uh, choice. Sounds delicious, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. All right. So that's something to think about. Um, you know, speaking of, I'm looking at fur burgers right now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you should be referring uh, to that as that. Well, I mean, you were talking about food. Yeah, I, I know. Was, I, I was thinking of, of course. Uh, cuisine as well. And yeah. I'm not sure I'm uh, I'm into the fur burger. It's, <clears throat> it's a hard uh, it's a hard thing to decide. Yeah. yeah. I just uh I was just sent some pictures <laughs> from that uh from that OnlyFans uh teacher in yeah. Longmeadow. Yes. Uh you know, with all of the photos that are available uh, for Miss Harry Boo yes. as she uh she's She's very hairy. She's hairy high and low. Yeah. Don't and, ask me why. And I'm because zoom- I don't know. And I'm zooming in on this uh, this garden she's got going on here. And I'm looking I'm looking for the Brillo logo, but I don't <laughs> see it. Uh, you don't want to get dishpan hands, no, do you, you? You don't. You don't really. You you just don't. <laughs> It's like a Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like I need a, I need to, 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 to restring my, uh, my weed whacker, uh, uh, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure she's doing that too. <laughs> it's 7:29. Yeah, don't forget code word Alexa coming up later, a little bit later on this hour, and we have news next on Rock 102. Here's your. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven thirty. With Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two, uh, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all electric Ionic Five for twenty eight days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. With local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, we might as well talk about it since uh, we were just talking about it off the air, which we can't say what we were talking about, but uh, or how we were talking about it. The uh, superintendent of Longmeadow Public Schools sent an email to parents regarding quote inappropriate online behavior from a former employee. The email was sent out hours before a Fox News story about the former employee at the Wolf Swamp Road School claims that uh, Twenty Two News has not yet independently verified. 
So 22 didn't verify them, but they're still posting the story anyway. Yeah, like, listen, we're not going to do all, we're going to do the work completely. Fox News claims an employee posted an inappropriate photo of herself inside of a school bathroom. The article cites a conservative Twitter account called Libs of TikTok. In the letter to uh, parents, the superintendent of schools, Marty O'Shea, did not say what the exact nature of the incident was or if it happened on school grounds. However, he did say the non-teaching employee at Wolf Swamp Road School violated the district's acceptable use of technology policy. She put her boobies online. Mm-hmm. Among other things. You know, you're not supposed to take pictures of yourself uh, in uh, various stages of undress in a public school. I think that is the rule uh, in nearly every school in America. All right. You know, uh, again, I'm going to defend this young lady only because... Yes, it was wrong of her to do it at her workplace. Yes. But she didn't hurt anybody doing it. So I can see what the, the hell grounds- does that mean? That'd be like saying, you know, she's uh, drinking booze at work, but, you know, didn't nobody got hurt her, you know, doing it. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. How many people do things at work that they shouldn't be doing? Do you think everybody does something at work that they're not supposed to be doing? I think it happens quite a lot, sure. Like, a lot more than what people lead on to lead you on to believe. Perhaps. Like, I'm busy. Are you really that busy? Well, I mean, there are plenty of people whose productivity uh, is, uh, you know, lie, you, you lied about just to, 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 you know, to show that you're busy and, you know, whatever, but... You know, when you're doing things that, you know, listen, it's an elementary school. It's not the right place. You know, like uh, you know, taking but pictures of you in the a, bathtub or like a, on the couch. That's different. But it's a locked bathroom. Doesn't matter. It's still a school bathroom. But it's the bathroom. It doesn't matter. It's the bathroom inside an elementary school. It's I'm, an inappropriate uh, action taken by this young hirsute woman. But, but, but what harm did she do? Well, other than violate, other, other than violate an employee policy. Well, it violated the employee policy, and she lost her job as a result of it. Yes, but what harm did it do to people? What 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 was the result? Steve, of there that? are victimless crimes performed every single day. I'm just saying. You could say. She brought a big fat bag of heroin to school and nobody got hurt. That's still not an appropriate use of her heroin. How do you, all right, let's just say something wasn't put online. How do you know what's going on in your bathroom in the in the office here? You know well, what I, I mean? How do you know people aren't going in there and doing things that they shouldn't be doing at work? I'm sure it might it might happen. But Especially how with you, the people up here, I don't trust any of them. But how would you know? Because you don't have any photographic evidence of it. Yeah, but if somebody were actually posting the photographic evidence yeah. on a website known for salacious video and images, mm-hmm. you know, I would think that our employer uh, would be uh, justified in saying this violates company policy. Let's say Dan Williams is taking uh, sh- Shots of himself, if you know what I mean. Okay. In the bathroom upstairs. Right. He posts them up on OnlyFans. Now, with the enormity of the member that he's taking pictures of, yeah. uh, it's clearly Dan Williams. Everybody knows this. That's 
That's Big D Dan. Well, because right he's there. got a tattoo on it that says, Hello, everybody. My name is Dan Williams right. from Rock 102, Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> I thought it was uh, <laughs> I thought it was the call letters. Every said, call letter he's ever worked for. It just said W and Y <laughs> when it opens up. It's all the call letters in between. <laughs> First of all, let yeah. me just point out how stupid of a show this really is. <laughs> And secondly, let's say he does that. He goes upstairs in the yeah. bathroom. He puts okay. these pictures online. People start freaking out. They're calling up like, oh, my God, are you going to employ a man who puts pictures of his member up on only fan- you know, only Dan's fans? Right. That's what yes. he's got. Would that, uh, would that bother you <laughs> that the picture was taken here at the radio station? Well, it wouldn't bother me. But you know, I'm not uh, you know I'm not a prude. But as far as the company is concerned, yeah, I think they'd have a problem with it. Again, you're 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 focused on that company policy thing. I want you to focus on who the victims really are here. Well, again, it's a victimless crime. You're you're never going to have uh, you know, someone nothing- say I've been damaged because I've seen you know, Dan Williams yeah naked on the internet. I don't know. You know. Uh, it was a picture. It was it was a one-time picture. And you said the picture was from how many years ago? Uh, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a recent picture. Well, that's just that one picture. I don't know how many po- pictures she's posting. Well, you know, she's well, been uh, taken off of uh, OnlyFans, but you know, what was the last time uh, she posted? She's uh, She's got a lot of pictures, and I just saw a few of them. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's sporting the Bronx taco, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's very uh, the grooming is uh, very prominent like there is no grooming there is no grooming yeah there right, is no right. grooming yes yes it's uh, wild and free it's like if you've uh, decided to never mow your lawn ever again right yes and then start letting little thickets grow up in the middle <laughs> it look like it, like things are starting yeah. to seed a uh, Greenfield man uh, was arrested in West Springfield Thursday morning uh, after police found stolen items, including a kitchen sink inside his vehicle. West Springfield police were called to the area of City View Avenue and Gay Terrace around 5 a.m. for a report of a man breaking into a shed. Officers then arrived. The officers that arrived uh, learned that the suspect had run away towards City View Avenue and was taken had taken several tools from the bed of the victim's truck. A second victim identified speak identified a speaker and amplifier found next to a suspected vehicle. The suspect, Michael John Blaine of Greenfield, was shortly found hiding underneath a vehicle in the area and was arrested. What, what's with the three-name thing? Um, I think that happens a lot. If uh, I mean, I don't know anybody that actually goes by their three-name. I know, well, I take that back. I do know a couple of people that hyphenate. What's your middle name? Adam. Really? I know. What? Adam? Well, it wasn't my choice. I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? No. What's your middle name? Do you want to take a guess? Uh, is it Dick? It's Puddin' and Tame. <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> Ask me again and I'll tell you the same. <laughs> um, it's James. James. Yeah. 
Stephen James Nagel. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that, uh, yeah. rolls right off the tongue, doesn't I, it? I don't know why my parents chose Adam. It's a perfectly fine name for somebody else. It's just, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been my choice. It wouldn't have been? No. I would have picked something, uh, something that sounds a little bit more uh, masculine and violent. Oh, like, uh, Tony or Vic. Yeah, that would have been pretty badass. Mike Vic Baxendale. Yeah, that, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah that's, that's not pretty badass. A uh, Palmer firefighter is being acknowledged for his quick actions Wednesday that saved a small dog. According to the fire, Palmer Fire Department, around 6.30 p.m., a person brought their small dog, who was having respiratory distress, to the fire station. Firefighter uh, Pat Jessup, certified in basic animal rescue training, or BART, uh, discovered the dog was choking. He uh, quickly began to apply abdominal thrust to the dog. A piece of cucumber was dislodged from the dog's airway, allowing the dog to breathe once again. The fire department says firefighter Jessup's quick actions and understanding of the situation helped save the small dog. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. I don't know how, I, mean, I don't think a dog could uh, handle mouth to mouth. I think you got to do the abdominal yeah, yeah. squeeze. Do you know the Heimlich maneuver? I've seen my dog do the hind lick before, but it ain't the same thing you're thinking of. I'll tell you what, if I could yeah. do the hind lick, I would stay away from the cucumbers. Wow! Hey! Well, where did you wash these? Well, I put a garbage disposal inside my shower. I wash these while I bathe. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 in Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. We we are halfway there. It's The show is half over. Yes. That is so weird that we would play that. Yes. And, and uh, I'm living on a prayer that it comes even faster. Uh, sunny today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Congratulations to uh, Ryan Collier of Stafford Springs. Yes, Ryan won a Amazon Echo Dot just by listening to the Bax and Nagel Show. How hard is that? Uh, not that hard, I guess. It's really not. Um, every weekday at 7.50, about this time, we announce a, uh, another code word. And when you get that code word, you go to rock102.com before noon each day. Enter that code word for your chance to win. We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. It's code word Alexa, your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot. Brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready for today's code word? I am. What is it? Today's code word, Steve, is the word play. 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 That's P as in please give me an Amazon Echo Dot. L as in leave my Amazon Echo Dot at the Rock 102 offices up towards the front by the receptionist. A as in Amazon Echo Dot. And Y as in yes, I've just won myself the Amazon Echo Dot from Rock 102. The okay. word is play. Play. There you have it. All right. Okay. Well, maybe I'll play this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. We're going to do Flashback Friday. Okay. Did you know that uh, Leonard Skinner's classic Freebird has an alternate ending? Um, no, I didn't. Uh, 
Didn't know that. Yeah, you know, uh, when we play it, uh, you hear it just kind of fades out at yeah. the very end. By the time uh, Skinner was uh, hitting the studio for their first album, the song Freebird was a well-groomed ending to their club gigs. So it only made sense that they recorded it with a powerful ending, but a producer, Al Cooper, faded the song out at 9 minutes and 12 seconds to end the album. That's the version most people have heard for decades. In 1989, Skinner released a Greatest Hits album, but it only came out in the UK. It was the first time the entire song was available. It's almost a minute longer, and we will hear every minute of it now. You really? Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I can fast-forward it a little. You want me to fast-forward it a little Wait, so we're not listening to the whole thing? You got time. Here, this is where it, it would have ended... About 25 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Pretty good riff, man. Oh, I know. Still not done. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Can I just tell you this? Yeah. Uh, having uh, now heard the official ending of it. Yeah. You never have to hear that song ever again. No, it's not. It's not that. I'm a bad mouth in the song. I actually prefer it going out this way. Than a than a long slow fade. Oh yeah. I've already donated uh, seven, uh nine minutes of my time that I will never ever ever get back. Well, now you got an extra minute and uh, twenty five seconds there. Yeah. Then end it. You know, end it abruptly. Don't yeah. fade out like this. You know, there could be another hour and a half left of the song. But, uh, even end it with a shave and a haircut. Yes. That's interesting. I never. I've never heard that before. Uh, another clip. A Montana man says that he knows nearly three thousand birthdays. Unfortunately, Guinness World Records won't validate the record due to a lack of competition in the category. But, yeah, no kidding. But Dennis Garsh Joe doesn't mind. Here is Dennis and his coworker Paulette Naff talking about his amazing skill. He sometimes doesn't know their name, but he knows their birthday, and he'll come up to people. People walk in the door, and he'll say, oh, there's so-and-so, and they'd look at him like, how in the, do you know my birth date? My mother remembered all our relatives' birthdays. She started getting dementia, so uh, I kind of thought, well, I should probably take over, so I, I started doing that, and I learned birthdays every day. You just sit there and learn people's birthdays? Is it, it uh, is there nothing else you can do with your time? Uh, and, and and why I don't understand though. How is he learning people's birthdays and not learning their names? I would think names would be more important. And are you sending cards at least? And how are you identifying the person if you don't know their name, what their birthday is? That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, this this uh, fake news. Sad. Yeah, sad. Uh, Chicken of the Sea Tuna is offering a million-dollar reward to anyone who can find a mermaid. Not only would you have to present video evidence, you'd actually have to set up an interview as well between the mermaid and the company's mermaid expert. Here's a uh, classic jingle from the Chicken of the Sea. Ask any mermaid you happen to see. What's the best tuna? Chicken, Chicken of the, the sea. sea. Yeah, yeah um, they're never going to pay that out. You don't think so? 
No, because I uh, I think that uh, most mermaids are nothing but fictional characters uh, created into the uh, minds of weak-minded people. Mermaids aren't real? They're not real. What? They are not real. Daryl Hannah was real. She was real. Yeah. But she was not a real mermaid. She didn't have fish legs that sat in Tom Hanks' bathtub? No. What about the, the little redhead in the cartoon? Wasn't she, Wasn't that based on a true story? She was a cartoon. Based on a true story? Based on a fictional character. About the redhead girl who smells like a fish out of the sea. Stop it. She a, is still fictional. A uh, British man took to Facebook after delivery men got his sofa wedged in between the staircase and the wall in his home. Pictures that Luke Ansel post, uh, posted show that his wall has been completely destroyed by the movers and... Uh, and there's no audio to this. Well, there you go. <laughs> so now hear this story of which there's no audio. Well, uh, there was supposed to have it was supposed to be an interview clip here with him, and uh, it's not here. Well, there you go. Well, there you have it. What do we? Uh, maybe we do that pivot scene from Friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would have been funny. We could have done that. Yeah. But uh, that's it. That's uh, that's, that's all you got. That's all I get. Hey, listen, it's Friday Jesus. and uh, it's yeah, seven fifty-five. It's it's called now. Hear this, and uh, it's Bax and Nagel on Rock One and Open Lines coming up. You know what? You've actually given us more time for Open Lines. Oh, see, I'm giving you a present. It's uh, seven fifty-six on Rock One Hundred Two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How, how the heck are you? Folks, remember yesterday when I was sitting here wondering how an Uber Eats delivery driver was able to walk into the court in the middle of a Division One conference basketball game with a full bag of Big Macs? And you remember me wondering what sort of hunger a dude has to work up to ignore all the available concession items that are conveniently located throughout the arena at Duquesne University and decided to order out instead? Well, guess what? Apparently, the whole thing was a prank. A prank organized by the student media. If there were ever a shifty and dishonorable personality type, one that is consumed with mischief, hell-bent towards disruption and subversiveness, it would be those involved in student-run college media. How can I be so sure? Because once upon a time, I was the college media, and I wouldn't have trusted the cockamamie ideas and harebrained schemes that were bursting out of my agitating imagination either. Yesterday, I reported that Duquesne's home game against Loyola Chicago was interrupted as security escorted the alleged Uber driver off the court. Moments later, he was seen in the stands delivering his McDonald's order to the person who called it in. Yesterday, the university released a statement that not only was the whole thing an organized prank, but they would be conducting a full review of their security policy to avoid this sort of thing in the future. Listen, at $61,000 a year to attend, you would think that a student at Duquesne University would be spending more time doing things like studying in a library than initiating pranks and disrupting basketball games. That is until you get into the mindset of a 20-year-old communication student who's participating in student media. Having been one myself, I can assure you that we are an otherwise questionably ambitious population prone to wasting our parents' hard-earned money under the false pretense of finding ourselves through, through education. That wasn't the way things were when I was conducting myself there, and I don't believe things have changed since. Had there been Uber Eats in 1985, I'd be calling in extra-large orders all over the place. Classes, labs, basketball games. 
during Sunday Mass because the Jesuit priests at Marquette University would love that sort of thing. And I was just the sort of student to make something like that happen. But hey, end of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Aaron's is the king of snow and that the Palmer Rockies, Jeffrey, is the king of Aaron's. Aaron's train, it'll show you why you want to blow with a king. An Aaron Snowblower from Rockies Ace Hardware. Winterstorm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Fields Classic Rock. It's 808 and Rush. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. 25 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Live it's uh, Open Line Friday. Keep mm-hmm. your filthy mouth shut and your hate speech to yourself. Call another radio show. They love that kind of thing. That's right. But not here. No, sir. 293-1021. The phones are wide open. Um. Yeah, well, now we just got to play the waiting game. They're coming. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about a thing. Just reading this story about this uh, Connecticut business owner. Yeah. Named her new breakfast spot Woke as a pun. Mm-hmm. She had no idea what that word meant, and now people are all upset at her restaurant. What do you mean? You're some kind of woke restaurant? No, people woke up and had breakfast. That's That makes sense to me. All out of the sleepy town of Coventry, Connecticut. Look at these phones. They're blowing up for crying out loud. Rock 102. Uh, look at them blowing up and nobody there. Ah, look at that. <clears throat> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Jimmy from Springfield, What's up, now hey. Vernon. What's up, Jimmy from Springfield, now Vernon? What's up? <laughs> I got a couple of jokes. Okay, yeah, all right, go ready. for it. All right. Uh, do you guys know that dogs can't operate MRIs? No. Why is that? Cat scan. Ah, <laughs> cat scan. scan. <laughs> yes. All right, I got one more. Okay, right. we're ready, yes. When does a joke become a dad joke? I don't know. When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes a parent. Ah, I see you what he Very did there. Stuff. Look at that. Good there for you. you. Knock it, knock it Jimmy out from Springfield, now from there Vernon. You go. Yes. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Jeff from Farmington. Hey, what can, what can we do for you today? Hey, did you ever uh, hear something wrong, uh, either in a song lyric or uh, whatever, on the radio, right? So you hear something wrong, and only much later you realize what it actually was saying. Yeah. You feel like an idiot. Yes, and there's a term for that. Mondegreen. That's actually the actual term. Why, what do you... What do you what Mondegreen? What, Mondegreen. Yeah, Why, what do you anyway. mis- mishear? What, what lyrics have you misheard? Yeah, yeah, so it's in... It's in these Rockies Ace Hardware uh, uh, commercials. I always thought, like for months and months now, I've thought that that it's been saying "live for and after the storm," but now, like just like yesterday, I realized he's saying "before and after the storm." Yes. Yes. I don't know, man. 
Well, no, like that wasn't uh, that wasn't what I was expecting. No, I did not expect that either. Yeah. But yes, uh, yeah, they are your winter storm headquarters before and yeah. after the storm. I thought you were going to say like, "Hold me closer, Tony Danza." Or no, or like excuse oh, me no, no, while no. I kiss there's this guy. Whole, yeah, there's a whole mm-hmm. there's a whole uh, Mr. Lyrics thing, or there's a bathroom on the right. Yes, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, yeah. thank thank All you right, very much. A Have a good day. Or, or I'm actually <laughs> enjoyable to listen to by Pearl Jam. Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? How's it going? It's Jay from South Hadley. Hey, Jay. What's up? South Hadley. Hey, not too much, guys. Hey, happy New Year. I haven't called in in a bit. Yeah, thank you. uh, Absolutely. And uh, back congratulations on your your award there. That's pretty cool. Well, Uh, thank you very much. A lifetime achievement for sure. And I also want to thank you guys, you know, for everything you guys have been doing. Awesome show. And, you know, congratulations on on your your weight loss. You know, you guys have been fabulous recently. Um. Uh, Steve is the one who has been uh, losing weight. I have been the one who has been taking it from him. I'm actually getting it. I beg to differ, Baxi. You guys lost 190 pounds of monkey crap. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. Uh, You're right about that, and we do feel great. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a prank call, isn't it? Prank call. Prank call. (laughs) Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. uh, This is Ed. I'm a former resident of uh, Chester. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Nagel. Yeah. You mentioned a buddy. Yeah. You mentioned somebody I know. Crazy Harry. Well, he, unfortunately, oh, yeah. he's passed on now. Yeah. Well, a couple things that you might not know about Harry. Years ago, in the phone book, when they had phone books. Yeah. His phone number was literally listed as Crazy Harry. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm absolutely not surprised yeah, well, by that I, at all. I guess if you wanted people to know where you were, you'd put the name that everybody knows you by. Yeah, and another thing, when he uh, burned his house down, yeah, you know, you want to know part of his defense <laughs> when he went to court. What what was it? I wasn't going to file an insurance claim. I don't see what's wrong with it. It's my house. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Well, hey, you know what? That's crazy. At least he was being honest about it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for the thanks for the call on memory lane on that one. (laughs) Thanks for the update. You said his name. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. 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 Very very colorful guy. He was was. a regular caller. Thank you very much. Uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mark from Holyoke. Hey, Mark. What's up? How's it going, guys? Good. Um, We're good. I think it was last week you guys were talking about the worst songs of all time. Yeah. I think Tom Sawyer has to be number one. Come on. That's a great song. Tom Sawyer is an awful song. I feel like every time I turn on Rock (laughs) or Do, I hear Tom Sawyer, and it just brings me down a notch. I think everybody has their own song that they don't like that we play. No, listen, oh, it, it, different strokes for different folks, obviously. But that's a, I, that's a song I actually enjoy. Okay. I what song was number one? I know it was an Aerosmith song. It was uh, that one from Armageddon. Uh, uh, don't don't want to miss, miss a thing. thing. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I, I, Aerosmith's my favorite band of all time, but yeah, that song sucks. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, well, the things they do for money. <laughs> the things they do for money. Mm-hmm. Thanks for call. Appreciate it. Uh, Rock 102. Oh, boy. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Oh, wow. Neat. Hi. Um, my name's uh, Andrew, and uh, I'm from Washington State. Washington State? No kidding. 
You're there yeah. now? Yeah, man, three hours behind. It's, uh, it makes it hard listening to you guys live. I was listening to the podcast. So, is it 5.15 yeah. out there yeah. right now? Yeah, man, usually I listen to you guys on uh, Apple, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Oh, oh very, very nice. Very yeah. nice. Very good. What, yeah. uh, what, what, what made you listen to us all the way out there on the West Coast? Uh, well, I'm originally from uh, Southwake, but I moved out here for uh, the Navy. I'm stationed over here. Oh, well, thank you for your service. Well, I appreciate your guys' service. Anyway, have, I have a question for you guys. Well, no, yeah. I have a question for you. Have you sailed the seven seas? <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I didn't actually plan for that. In um, the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of seamen around. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there, there was, yeah. All right, what were you going to ask? All right, uh, what's the difference between my dad and cancer? What's the difference <laughs> between your dad and cancer? Yeah, my dad didn't beat cancer. Oh wow, that was dark. Oh, that was man. that was per- that's really I'll, I'll give you the rim shot, but that's uh, yeah, that's that a little a d- dark, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very wow. much. Uh, Ooh, man. Sounds Rock. like he should be going back to swabbing the poop deck. Rock one hundred two. <laughs> Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Chris. How you doing today? Good, Chris. What's up? So I um, mean, you know how you guys during the commercial breaks you have that traditional guy that goes like. You're listening to Rock 102. Yeah. Have you guys ever considered changing up a little bit and introducing some like different voices or characters to say that saying? Yeah, we do that from time to time. We have uh, our our people here that put piece that together and stitch yeah. it together and make the different names. But that's like a, he I mean, he's like our voice guy. He's the guy that that lets you know you're listening to Rock 102. Naturally, but maybe we could all um, introduce a special guest sometimes, possibly. You know, we need to do some advertising, get Jimmy Dean involved or something like that. Jimmy Dean? The sausage guy? Think yeah. About it. Think about it, because the guy goes, how do, how do, how do you pronounce it? Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for enjoying my Jimmy Dean sausages. Next time we turn that radio dial, make sure you listen to Rap 102. I think we just got our next ID. I, I think we did. I, th- I think we just had a guy who tried to audition on the air yeah. in a, a backhanded way. I think somebody just made the weekend promo. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <laughs> Thanks All right, for the thank call. Thank you very much, guys. I'll call. All right. All right. Uh, Rock, we're done with you. Yeah. yeah. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Steve from Connecticut. Hey, How Steve are you? From Good, Steve. What's up? I was just wondering which... New Year's resolution exactly is Michelob Ultra helping me with? Uh, I don't know uh, the specific one that they're thinking of. I'm going to uh, guess you know, if you're going to uh, like drink a healthy beer, that would be the one. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the you're, clarity. You're welcome. Uh, I'm always happy to help yeah. to clarify everything. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Ellen from en- Ellington. Hi, Ellen, Ellen from Ellington. Hi. What's what, what, doing? We're good. What's on your mind? Um, I just want to tell Steve how much I love him. You know, not in a creepy, like, stalker kind of way. No, hell Anything no. like that. How can you not I love just me? Think... <laughs> I'm a very lovable person. Oh, it's possible. You are. You're so funny. Like, I love your Mayor Dom Dom impression, and, and yet you're serious when you need to be, you know? Well, yes, Back, I'm a, why, I'm a professional can't... broadcaster <laughs> by all <laughs> sense of the definition. Okay. Now, what else are you going to so say? Facts. Yes. Facts. Why can't you aspire to be more like Steve? I mean, wow. it would make the show so much better. Look at that. Why? 
What's wrong with what's wrong with what I'm doing? <laughs> what, what? Nothing. I'm just. Oh, are you really? No, uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. you are. All I right. think what you're doing is true. You're trying to be intentionally hurtful. I like Ellen from Ellington. I'm not so sure I All do. Right. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great day, okay? Nice mic drop, Ellen. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Have a good weekend. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Crazy Harry from Chester. How are you? A good Crazy What's Harry. What's up? That's all I got. Uh, all right, fair yeah. enough. Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mike from Wilbraham. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to speak on that uh, the school lunch thing for the free ki- for free for kids. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just was, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about was the fact that, like, you know, I remember when we were in school and when kids got free lunch, they were picked on a little bit. And if everyone just got free lunch across the board, people wouldn't know what economics t- – Status, yeah, you know, I, I was that was going to be part of my response to Bex earlier, but I uh, I got sidetracked because he, you know, distracts me with all the things that he does here in the studio, and then I get sidetracked and I get to, get to make that point. But thank you for calling and making that point. <laughs> yeah, right? I just thought that, that it's a really important point. I and think. So. Are you talking really low because you're hiding in a school because they can't turn the lights off, or, or, or because you're taking only fan pictures? Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah long metal school. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right, <laughs> all, right. all right, thanks. All right, thanks for the call. Right. Uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Matt from Hoyoke. I got a joke for you. Okay. Why but, do walruses like to go to Tupperware parties? Why do walruses like to go to Tupperware parties? They're always on the lookout for a tight seal. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince. How are you? I'm doing good, boys. Doing good. Uh, I, I loved hearing about the Michelob Light guy asking about that because I'm going to be drinking Michelob Light and eating black pepper cheese for Super Bowl. Did you hear me so talking I'm, I'm, about that place, uh, Bergie Brews in Williamsburg? Mm-hmm. I did hear about that, yes. Dude, it's a grilled cheese sandwich with the black pepper cheese. Brother, I was so pumped, I started getting like a little stiffy, I'll tell you right now. Um, you know? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, how awesome would that be? Yeah, it, it sounds delicious, because I do I do a, uh, I do do a the uh, horseradish cheese yep, yep. grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, so oh, good. Oh, my so good. God. Sounds fantastic. All right. Well, good luck. Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks, hey, Vince. real quick, too. Yeah. Okay, bye. Oh, no, no. I was going to say about Steve. I wanted to get on your podcast. I didn't know which email to email you about. Uh, Steve, at small Ro- business. Steve at rock102.com. He'll answer it that way, too. Perfect. I'll do that then. Thanks, All right, boys. Have dude. a good one. All right. Thank Bye. you. All right. Last caller here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? It's Dad Joke David from Sunderland. Oh, shut up, David. How are you? I'm good. I got some Dad Jokes for you. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for him. You know, I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> How does the moon cut his hair? I don't know. How does the moon cut his hair? Eclipse it! Ah! Eclipse it! <laughs> Where do fruits go on vacation? I don't know. Where do fruits go on vacation? Pear is. Because ah! <laughs> it's a pear, it's a fruit. I got carded at a liquor store. My Blockbuster card accidentally fell out. No kidding. The cashier said, never mind. Ah! <laughs> 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 
Dad, 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 I don't and that and that like I don't even participate in that. I don't know why. I don't want to. Absolutely hilarious. It's uh, eight twenty four with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. GG Inc. It's eight twenty six with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Join uh, me and the Row Crew tonight from seven to nine at Free Music Friday at MGM Springfield at the Aria Ballroom. The Screaming Eagle Band, the finest uh, Southern rock band in the North, will be performing tonight. Stop by the Rock 102 table. Register to win some uh, pretty fine prizes. It's uh, tonight, 7 to 9, the Aria Ballroom, MGM Springfield, with me and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh huh. In fact, uh, Free Music Friday is going to be going on for a couple of weeks, which is which is uh, which is great. Yeah, I'm going to be at some. Pat Kelly will be at some, and. Uh, Dan uh, may be at one or two. Who Dan, knows? Dan may be uh, sitting at home from his, on his couch, uh, phoning it in. <laughs> no, if, if Dan Dan wants to be there, Dan can be. He can have one of mine. I'll he, be happy to give one of mine up for Dan. You have to answer, by the way. We're all trying to find out which dates we're doing, and you haven't answered yet. I, but I I was asked to do the first one. I I, I can't uh, I can't uh, tell you what I'm doing four weeks from now. Well, I already answered. I okay. said there was one one of those days I couldn't do, but the rest of the time I can do them. Well, I mean, I'll I'll answer. I just yeah, I got uh, very busy and distracted yesterday. The lady that takes care of all that stuff said she was waiting on you, on me, on you. Really? To decide who's going to be at one of these uh, MGM. Things. Why am I so damn important? Because apparently uh, you're the Massachusetts Broadcaster uh, Hall of Famer well, around here, so, you know. Apparently want- <clears throat> Ellen from Ellington thinks you're just the cat's ass, so, you well, know, you know hey. I think people would much rather see you there than me. Yeah. People only say nice things about me until they actually get to know me. <laughs> and then they realize, <laughs> then they realize well, he, he, ain't, he ain't all that. But, uh, but, yeah, we're waiting on you. And then I can tell you what days I'm going to All right. I, I will give an answer by end of business today. No. I promise. Uh, by close of show today. No. I've got a, I got way too much going on. I don't care. I've, I've got a lot of things going on here. We need a producer. You, you think? <laughs> it's 828 News is next to Rock 102. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by... Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, or taxlandonline.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Le- uh, Steve Nagel. What, what were you going to call me? I almost called you Steve Lagel, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, maybe because you think I'm lazy. And uh, Did those words come out of my mouth? Do I Have I ever accused you of being lazy? No, but maybe subliminally that's what you wanted to say. If I wanted to give you subliminal messages, I would send you subliminal messages that would... Uh, you know, prompt you to say like, "Give me, you know, cash." No, I'm not doing that. See, then that yeah. right. Wilbraham police responded to a serious crash this morning on Springfield Street. A car crashed into a utility pole, knocking wires down. Crews closed the area in the clo- closed the street in the area of Wilton Drive to clear the scene. The cause of the crash is under investigation, but the road has since been reopened, so uh, you don't need to worry about that. On Friday, the Glenbrook Middle School uh, t- is closed today. Uh, due to a school violence threat, Superintendent Marty O'Shea from Longmeadow posted the message on the Longmeadow website. Good evening. I'm writing to provide an update regarding the school safety message that you received this afternoon at approximately 4.30. It is copied below. I don't know if that's what... You sure that's what he sounds like? I don't know, but it'd be kind of fun if he did. 
Despite purposeful and tireless efforts by the Long Meadow Police Department and school administration, the investigation into this matter is not complete. To be clear, while we have no reason to believe that a genuine threat exists, we do not yet have the confidence to confirm that the school violence threat made at Glenbrook is a criminal hoax. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather hear this as a voice me- a voice message than just a regular person's voice? Yeah, I know. You know? Hello, Longmeadow student families. Student and staff safety and a sense of security are primary importance. Sadly, there are too many examples of school tragedies that could have been prevented with greater due diligence and investigation. Sounds like an announcer for a game show. As in such, an abundance of caution, we have made the difficult decision to cancel school at Glenbrook on Friday, January 27th. Other schools will reopen on a regular basis with additional police presence throughout the day. Right here at Glen Meadow School, where all of your prizes can be won on the Price is Right. Wow. Hit the wrong one. You screwed up the whole comedic timing by playing the wrong file. Try it again. All right, Long Middle staff and families can anticipate an update and additional information tomorrow morning as early as possible right here at Glenbrook Middle School in Long Meadow. I think you're going to do the prices right. Greta yeah. Percy from Long Meadow Wolf Swamp, come on down to the next edition on OnlyFans. Hi, Drew! I'm ready to play, Plinko! Yeah. All right, Brenna. Time to show everybody your Chewbacca. <laughs> She's quite the hairy gal, that uh, teacher. We're talking about... That, we're, we're, we're talking two different stories here now. We're yeah, now right. talking about the teacher who was fired from the Wolf Swamp School for uh, having an OnlyFans page and taking a picture in the school bathroom. Yeah, that's her gimmick. That's that's her hook. Her, it, she's Harry. Harry Boo is her was her only name's uh, Nick, OnlyFans nickname. Yeah, uh, she's quite the gal. I don't know why, but uh, it's a, that whole thing with the uh, the unshaven armpits and uh, wheresabouts. Yeah. That's like a thing. Like on on TikToks, uh, they get the uh, there's some women who, uh, you know, uh, aren't shaving their armpits. See, and uh, that's all they do on the TikTok videos. They like show their armpits. Well, I'm not interested in that, so I usually just like you know keep swiping because mm-hmm. uh, I uh, it, it's just it's not my bag. You know, I'm not really interested in your armpit. I'm not interested in anybody's armpit. Uh, you know, shaven or not, it's like not. It's not a part of the body that I fixate on. There are other parts that I like, but mm-hmm. that's that's just not one of them. Uh, what did I say yesterday? It looked like a barber's dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I believe you did say that. Oh, she likes to she likes to show it off. Uh, I, uh, okay, can't blame somebody for uh, for doing that. And, and no, I mean, listen, you you go you go where your audience takes you. I mean, we've done that. I mean, do you, do you do you think we're playing uh, Steve Miller because we want to? No, we do it because the audience craves it. Yes, every single Steve every Miller song. Every single one. Three uh, Westfield firefighters are currently in the process to sue the city that employs them. According to court documents obtained by Western Mass News, 
Captain Rebecca Booten and firefighters Kyle Miltimore and David Kennedy are suing the city based on retaliation allegations after they were fired in 2019. The three firefighters said they were fired for reporting sexual abuse allegations against then-Deputy Fire Chief, who is now the Westfield Fire Chief, Patrick Egloff. Court documents state Egloff allegedly assaulted a Noble Hospital nurse after the St. Patrick's Day parade in 2016. The allegations came to light in January of 2018 when three firefighters said they heard of the incident from other firefighters. Plaintiff Miltimore told a state trooper about what he heard regarding Egloff, and a case was launched by the Mass State Police. However, the attorney who was representing the three plaintiffs, Maurice Morris Cahillane, uh, told Western Mass News the investigation ended with no charges filed. The two alleged victims uh, decided they didn't want to press charges and go forward with it. The city of Westfield then conducted their own investigation, and eventually that uh, investigation blamed my clients, Captain Boughton, David Kennedy, and Kyle Biltimore, for, uh, to put it broadly, creating controversy and causing problems in the department for having stole, told state police what they said. This is a, sounds like a big mess. Is what it, it does sound like, like a mess. <sighs> Who would have thought sexual allegations would have come after the St. Patrick's Day parade in Ohio? Yeah, usually everybody's so uh, well-behaved in spite of all the booze that's being consumed there. Mm-hmm. The uh, Springfield Police Department Citizens Police Academy is set to return this March. The 12-week program officers uh, offer, I'm sorry, offers Springfield residents some insight into how police officers perform their duties and how the department serves the community. The goal is to also create a bridge between officers and the people in the city. Uh, <clears throat> spokesperson Ryan Walsh said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that the Citizens Police uh, Academy is pretty cool. I guess it's pretty serious. It develops a closer relationship, and hopefully these people who come are community, le- community leaders then tell that to their neighbors about the job police officers are doing and how hard they are working. We had uh, Commissioner Clapper in here last week talking about that. That's right. Yeah. The free program is available to all Springfield residents 18 and older. Non-residents are also encouraged to apply. The uh, application deadline is February 17th. What are the, uh, we should do like a day with Dom Dom. We should do that. We're, we're like what, you and I hang like, out? What's it like to work in the political system? No, 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 not us. Oh, I good. Wanna, yeah. I don't want to be a part saying, of that. I don't want to do that. A dumb contest. I'm talking about for other people. <laughs> oh, so they could shadow Dom Sarno. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that that would be great. He'd put on a hell of a show, though. Yeah. I mean, he'd ramp it up. He probably. You would. know what I mean? I mean, wouldn't just it wouldn't just be like a normal day in the office. He would he would make it glorious. Yeah. He'd be like fee fi fo fat. I thought I'd smell a putty tat. <laughs> That's my Tweety Bird impression. What yeah, do you think? I like it. Yeah. I like uh-huh. it a lot. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. I like the idea of the Citizens on Patrol. That was the uh, Police Academy movie, Citizens on Patrol. You remember that one? I, I Yeah, I kind of do. Um, that was uh, one of Steve Gutenberg's finest performances. Well, there's a lot to choose from. Well, I mean, out of all six Police Academy movies, that was the best one. You might be right. The U.S. Justice Department says seven people have been arrested in connection with a $7.5 million fraudulent scheme to obtain millions of dollars through the Paycheck Protection Program designed to help keep business businesses keep workers employed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Three of the seven people uh, charged were from Massachusetts, two from Georgia, and one each from Florida and Tennessee. In a news release, prosecutors say the individual submitted dozens of fraudulent applications to the Paycheck Protection Program lenders. In addition to fraudulent loan applications, some of those charged the inflated the number of people that were eligible for the program, and some paid and received kickbacks. How do you not know you're gonna you're not gonna get caught doing this? 
Everything is electronic. Everything is traceable. Yeah. Eventually, somebody's going to find out, hey, we paid money to people who don't even exist. I think there's a certain level of arrogance in uh, in believing that you could never possibly get caught. But you're absolutely right. Everything is traceable. It's, you know, there's... It's not like the olden days when we're still dealing with analog technology that, that you know, you could get away with stuff forever before you'd ever get found. Now yeah. it's just like, even if you try to do something, you know, underhanded and illegal, someone's going to figure you out. Yeah. And it ain't going to take very long. Not these days. Uh, a drunk 81-year-old woman was sent to jail after she got aggressive at a restaurant and bar in Cape Coral, Florida on January 24th. Clara Clarella Potter must have uh, thought nothing went right. According to the Cape Coral Police Department, Miss Potter felt pugnacious, so she tried to punch restaurant staff. Mm. Yeah. I've never heard the word pugnacious used. Yeah, well, you know, pugnacious means, uh, you know... Uh, quick to fight. Quick to uh, fight, uh, sure. You want to start a fight, but I've never heard that used in a like a news story. And rarely... Right. Uh, about an 80-year-old woman. Anyway, the restaurant didn't know how to respond to the old woman with short tolerance. Employees readily called the police. When the uh, police officers r- realized just how drunk Miss Potter was, they asked her if she had a family member who could take her back to home and make sure she was all right. As officers asked Miss Potter if she had uh, any family members nearby, the stubborn woman's intoxication turned to rage. She grabbed one of the officers by the back of the neck and slapped the officer's hands. Uh, the police escorted Miss Miss Potter to a quieter place in the restaurant to sort things out. Officers asked Miss Potter what her full name was, but her mind was set. She refused to tell officers who she was. When officers pressed her, she decided she had enough of the police interfering with her night. She began to scream profanities at the officers. Despite the officers' attempts to discuss matters in a quiet spot, every head in the restaurant was turned towards Mrs. Potter. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that works in that situation. The officers tried to, tired from the encounter, started to handcuff the woman. Miss Potter wasn't ready to be arrested. She had one more thing in mind. She pulls her knee back and she kicked the officers. One took a shot right to the groin. Oh, come on, lady. <clears throat> and she still wasn't satisfied. On the way to the uh, Lee County Jail, Miss Potter threatened to kill the arresting officer when she was free. The woman who was charged with battery of a law enforcement officer, intimidation with threat or death of serious bodily harm and disorderly conduct. She performed a show uh, that no one at uh, this Fathom's restaurant, bar, and grill will ever forget. Um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't handcuff her long before all of this. Because she is, she looks like a sweet old grandma just looking at her. Yeah. But she was hammered. So they're probably trying to go, you know what, lady? You're just drunk. Uh, let's just calm you yeah, down. Yeah, but even a cop knows that anyone who's drunk can turn pretty fast. You know, I mean, you, Ted Bundy looked like a kindly old banker. Yeah. Yeah, you can say, oh, I'm not going to, we're not going to arrest that guy. What kind of problems could he cause? Well, uh, quite a few, yeah. actually. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It is 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's a new year. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849. And Pat Benatar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 848. I got 849. I just turned 849 now. Yeah, well, I mean, if I got like you know four seconds before it turns eight forty nine, 
I'm going to round up and you like, say it's 849. You like to jump the gun. No, I'm not jumping the gun. I'm just, uh, you know, I mean, everyone, not everyone is uh, synced up. You know, not all of our uh, our watches are uh, synchronized. Well, I'm just pointing out. Uh, I'm giving I, you an approximate time. It's I know. I'm still just, 8.49. I'm just giving you guff because I want to. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the uh, the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, as well as rock102.com. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest has been Cat uh, Clyde, a Canadian singer who's uh, got a brand new record out. Her third one called Down Rounder. It comes out on the 17th of February. And on uh, on Monday morning, I'll be talking to uh, Victor DiLorenzo from the Violent Femmes. Uh, really interesting conversation with a fascinating guy. Got a brand new uh, band out with uh, David J. from Bauhaus and Love and Rockets called Night Crickets. It's really, really good record and a fascinating interview. It'll be available on Monday on rock102.com. Uh, Victor DiLorenzo. That, he married uh, Kamala Harris or uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the the vice president? No, no, the, the news reporter that used to be here in Springfield, DiLorenzo. Yeah. No, that's uh, Colorama. Colorama. Yeah, yeah, and that's Anthony DiLorenzo. Well, there you go. I don't think they're related. You don't think so? I don't believe so. I so, can't say I for it was sure. The same guy. No, no. Uh, well, firstly, like Anthony DiLorenzo, I'm not even sure is 40 yet, and uh, Victor's like 68 years old. So it's uh, you know, gotcha. <laughs> bold enough to be his father practically all right all right yeah. yeah yeah and they're still together by the way oh they are the de lorenzo Col- uh the family well, kids about and everything that? Oh, how oh, about yeah. that huh yeah yeah you can make it in this business you know remember it was like the mayflower marathon and like uh yeah we got done with the broadcast and we went over to max's and the two of them were over there yeah remember hanging out with them yeah and i said hey are you two dating and and they you know they weren't yeah but uh but it's kind of like i broke the ice Oh, like you did that, Anthony? I think once told me, you know, we weren't really, you know, we weren't dating at all, but we were, you know, we were, you know, very attracted to each other. And and then, why not? They're both beautiful people. And then you said something, and that created the relationship. I think once I broke the ice in that little I situation, did, uh, well, then, well, then the okay. attraction between the two of them was was undeniable. Who are you, Bob Eubanks? Now making people get together or will love connection chuck woolery yeah love I, connection I, I think in a way i was uh, an early form of bumble really yes i brought you know it's possible that that suggestion may have brought them together and they've been together ever since look at you yeah you're a matchmaker i'm a matchmaker you're a backs maker Ooh, i uh, like the sound of that matchbacks Hey, hey. We should do a, hey, you should do a whole dating website. Yeah, in between like delivering batteries to people, I could do this. I could be matchmaking or backsmaking. You know what I'm going to do? What? Start a dating website for uh, all the people who have been fired for their OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> I'm sure there are we'll people looking at... see if we can hook a- that gal up with uh, like a guy who exposed himself up in Vermont. Oh, yeah. We'll make your match together. You know, I'm I'm sure at some point she's going to want to start, you know, getting out there and mingling. You know, yeah. Why I, not? That uh, I obviously uh, she probably was making some money off of that uh, the hair thing. You know, because there, there's there's obviously tons of people who are into that enough so much that it would be a a pa- a page where people would subscribe to it. Yeah, remember I was telling you a couple weeks ago. There's a uh, there's a guy on OnlyFans. He also is, like does other social media too. Uh, this turned up Tony guy. 
Yeah. He does these uh, these things very similar to like, like Tom Green used to do back in the uh, early 90s where yeah, he would yeah, just yeah. torture the living bejesus out of his, uh, his uh, parents. This guy has made a fortune on uh, on OnlyFans. Like he doesn't have any real employment, but OnlyFans has allowed him to pay off his sister's student loans. It's uh, afforded him the opportunity to uh, to pay his dad so his dad could retire and help him with the videos. Yeah, I mean this is the kind of money that the, the dude is making. That's pretty cool. I think he's he's doing some uh, you know adult oriented videos on OnlyFans. But on, like, the TikTok and everything else, I mean, he's uh, they're just torturing his mom. And honestly, he's very entertaining. I would like to see some of it. I would like to see some of that money. I wouldn't mind paying off the debts of the people I care about. Yeah. I mean, you know, actual people that I care about. But I'm just, but it wouldn't, I mean, if, if there was that kind of money, I, I, I'm sure I could drag in a portion of that. I mean, I'm not looking to make millions. No, you, you want to cut. Yeah. That's it. You know, like an extra couple grand here and there. That would be terrific. I, I got all kinds of ideas in my head. We really need to up our game on this OnlyFans thing. We really do. I'm telling you. Yeah. You, we, you said at the end of the week, here it is. It's Friday, 9 o'clock. I don't yeah. see us getting it done uh, this week. But by the end of the month. <laughs> it's only next week. Still. The end of the month is next Wednesday. All right. Well, then there we go. We got a couple days. All right. Put our heads together. I'm willing to go for it. <laughs> Do I have to take shots in the bathroom upstairs? Uh, no. Well. <laughs> Who'd want to see? I bet you there's a market for that. Who wants to see chubby bald guys uh, like shirtless pics? Not yeah. naked, just shirtless. Shirtless, yeah. yeah. Topless. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be somebody Who into it. Who wants to see this action going on? Ah. Do I make you horny? Join my, Do I? Join my OnlyFans, <laughs> where I look like every other guy you've ever seen. Do you have nothing to spend your money on? Yeah. Let me give you an opportunity to spend it on something wisely. Spend it on Steve. It's uh, 8.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bourbon, barbecue, and blue.